Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 Initiative. Welcome to the podcast. Here we this go. This is Father Mike. Round two. Let's do this. I'm trying not to repeat. We're Father Nathan just told me that it happens sometimes. Well, I mean, we've gotten we've gotten to the point now where we've covered a wide swath of topics. So if we tend to repeat ourselves, it's not because we... I mean, we, we could do a little more research, but like sometimes it's just, you know, you forgot that in episode 12 of season one, like we had this, you know, yeah. topic. I think there's variations and they say repetitio mater memoria est. You yes. Know? Repetition, Repetition is, is the, mother. the mother of memory. That's it. Um, yeah, I think, have you heard, sometimes they say like, as a as a preacher, as um, with with homiletics, you have fresh material for like a year, right, or two years, and then everybody knows kind of like your your style. Yep, and you you kind of fall into that whether you like it or not. Sure, I mean you can keep trying to be real creative, and um, and there's always something fresh. You know, like even you could read the same gospel a hundred times and get something different. You know? I'm a little nervous because uh, we are now in year four of my time at uh, St. Joan of Arc, which means that uh, the uh, I came during cycle A of the readings, and three years later, we're back on cycle A of the readings. That's so, right. Three-year so, cycle. Right. So I'm like, oh, they're going to hear this homily again. Yeah, but I, do people notice that? Do they remember Maybe. that? Like, okay, three years ago, I heard... I find I find that I usually get my theme for preaching like so I tend to stay on the same topic you know throughout the year I just keep coming back to it whether in prayer or in preaching I get that on my retreat oh. on my retreat like I'll get a word and I'm like that's the word that I'm just going to keep reflecting on for the year Mhm ah. So last I year I think I do that personally in my personal prayer but I'm not sure it translates to the I, I find that it, it usually comes out a lot in the readings. Mm. So last uh, two years ago, it was um, it was um, horse and chariot are cast into the sea, oh. and I was just like, man, like God is winning the victory. So I mean that it just I just kept kind of coming back to that. In my ah, preaching, I so. like that. Anyhow, yeah, I think um, I'm trying to think of some of the, the, the there. It is interesting that there are like particular graces that stand out. I'll, I'll go on retreat for five days, and there's something I can remember, a particular grace. I don't really uh, journal very well. Some people journal all these graces, and I, I think that's a great practice for people who, like, that's helpful for. Mm-hmm. But I do remember, like, particular meditations right. that really stand out. And, and even sometimes, like, St. Ignatius says you go back to those meditations. And... There's been a lot of times when I, I'll repeat something and then I don't get that same kind of like insight or grace or sure. consolation. So sometimes I'm not sure. You, sometimes you squeeze the Capri Sun enough that you're not going to get any more. But then you do that thing where you blow it up. You know, you uh, blow up the Capri Sun and then you try to see is there anything else left in there? That's you know a good about? analogy. Oh, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you um, see? I always had problems. See, I got shaky hands. You know that. I do. I have for a long time. So the straw management, 
on both juice boxes True. and Capri Sun. Yeah. Has always been because once even as a kid, once you I'm like, bend, I want that sweet juice. Once you I want that bend sweet the neck. straw, you're screwed. Right. Like it's it's a, not going in. It's not going in. Do you do the um um spike in the straw into the bottom of the Capri Sun? Have you seen that? What? Yeah. Some no. folks will just go for the bottom because it's wider and I don't know. Yeah, you you make yeah, a see, mis- maybe that's me because you make it's a, a bigger you make a mistake target. on that you're done. It's the straw. I find that I have to do it surgically, so like I I kind of take it slow. I don't do the jab. Like I'm like uh, it's like I'm like inserting a uh, what is that called a yeah port IV for or the something? Ve- yeah for the for the vein. <laughs> when was the last time you had a Capri Sun? Oh man, do you do been, that? It's been too long. They have them. They have them in the youth ministry department. But I mean, once you read the nutritional value of a Capri Sun, you're just like, maybe not today. We had a parade for the school, uh, the graduating eighth graders, and um, with the social distancing, you had the the kids kind of lined up six feet apart, and then the cars would come through of all the um, school families and stuff, and they would honk their horns and they had balloons and. The, everybody was waving and shouting, and it was cool. I liked it. But then the kids were throwing candy in, into the cars, right? And you had these little candies, and um, and then the the one kid has otter pops. Whoa. <laughs> and he's throwing them. You, well, you kind of have to it's, – it's a little target, those windows, while the cars are moving. Yeah. And he's missing every time. He's just throwing it at the car. Chunk. <laughs> and it's hot outside, and as soon as it hits the pavement, these things are melting. It was kind of like a good intention, but a fail, the Otter Pop. But I did, he did give me an Otter Pop, and I remembered how delicious those are. I don't even like sweets, Yeah, but it's because they're cold. Otter Pops are, yeah, it's turbo sugar, but very well worth it. It's like, um, I like like the blue one. Yeah, I was going to ask what your flavor was. The blue one's clutch. Uh, What's yours? Orange, orange or red. Yeah. The green actually like flares the back of my throat yeah i don't love the, the pink green. one too what's the pink one i don't the pink one is like bubble gum it's terrible yeah i don't like the pink one at all what about the uh, go ball snowballs dude we're talking about bringing it back is it yeah i mean we're we've been we've been you know tossing around the idea of maybe bringing the shaved ice hut to uh st joan of arc let's see it the flavor man. the flavor well, how there do, you do yeah what's your flavor oh man dude joker it was called Joker. It was Fruit Punch. It was the best. Do I would you, either get Joker or Batman. So Batman was blue, uh, purple uh, grape with a white streak. I think it was banana, uh-huh. and then another, and then another grape. This is when you go to the stand, or this was something you invented. No, this is one of the flavors that was there. Yeah, and then the Joker was the Fruit Punch. Fruit Punch. Do you, are these things like artisanal? Like you. You mix up your own concoction, you or can. you buy syrups and then pour them on. Uh, you buy syrups, and then based on like different combinations, they would name them different things. So I, I need to find that guy and say, "How much money do I need to pay you in order to get like all these flavors?" Because oh, I thought you were going to say like a license. Well, to make I the thought Joker. about. I actually thought about asking him, like, "Can I just buy your whole setup?" Like yeah, you're, like you're. At, was it a cart or a booth or what? It was a. Um, it was like a roadside. Um, you know, like those. Um, what are they called? Those sheds that you can buy for the back of your house that look like a little barn. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that's like exactly, a tough shed. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And it was on it was on a flat, so like he would just, you know, he would put it on his trailer and then just let it down, probably on like a few pieces of plywood or something, and it was yeah. just right there. You know what we had when I was a kid there was the well, I guess they still drive around the, the ice cream truck. You know that guy? Da na 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 did they see? Do they do that one? No, we had a better one. No, we that had, was the melody. We had a snow cone guy, and he did Mario. Oh, come on! Yep, that's just like that's like cheating. Yep, that's like the power bait. Do 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 do. And you could hear him coming up the street. Oh, I would run. I told somebody this story the other day. I would run to my room, and I had like my little snow cone set, my snow cone money, and I would get. The snow cone cost 25 cents, but you didn't just run out there with 25 cents. Yeah. If you were a rookie, you'd run out there with 25 cents because one quarter, that's all you needed. But I'd run out there with 35 cents because I'd be the first one in line, fat kid, hard to believe, first one in line, and then uh, I would- want want the extra large. That one, I would always order tiger's blood. Tiger's blood was uh, like blue coconut, and uh, I would- uh, Get my snow cone, go to the back of the line, slurp the entire juice out of that snow cone, and the guy had a rule that for a dime, you could get extra pumps. Uh, and I would just, I'd suck it all down and then get extra pumps. Because that was the problem with the snow cone, is True. that you run out of the syrup, and then you got that just bland ice. Yep. All right, was it delivered in that cone cup? Yep. Yeah, paper cone. with the With the bear on it? See, we never had, like, our ice cream truck, they had, like, um, fire firecracker pops and mm-hmm. drumsticks and stuff like that. Um, I don't remember them having snow cones. Centennial, man. Like, you guys were getting drumsticks? Well, you know what? I didn't, I could never afford that stuff. I remember it was, it was once in a blue moon that I could get something from the ice cream truck, and I would get Razzles. Razzles, Razzles is, like, this powdery... Pill yes. that turns into gum. Yeah, I don't know why I like the Razzles. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen those in a long time. I don't even know if they still make those them. Those were uh, on the same level at the at the convenience store as uh, Mambas. Oh yeah, remember Mambas? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever went for the Mamba. What was that? Like they, a to- like, toffee? Thing? They're fruit shoes. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember the Mamba. Razzles were good. Do you like um, fun dip? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Although the taste of the little stick is kind of bleh. Yeah. Um, nope. Just slipped my mind. Uh, yeah. Okay. Laffy Taffy. The jokes on the Laffy Taffy. I need a lot of those jokes because I have. I get asked by my kids every single day, uh, walking past the ELC, like, uh, "What's the What's the joke?" So then I just ask Siri what the joke is. So uh. you know what the one is today. Why did the moon not eat uh, a snack? I don't know. Because it was full. <laughs> oh, yes. See? See, that's, yeah, that's a Laffy Taffy. Right. I love it, man. I think, you know what an innovation could be is that in uh, on the fortune cookie, instead mm-hmm. of putting uh, the numbers, lucky numbers or whatever, you put the Laffy Taffy joke. I think I'd enjoy that more. That'd be a better blend. You know? You could still say, like, your day will be spectacular, but then you give me the joke. Right. And, like, you know, guan shi. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, I kind of do like the... Guo xin. Xia xia. 
I can't remember what it was the other day. I had one. Anyways. I do like the Chinese thing. Well, you want to talk some Catholic stuff? I'm ready, man. Okay, so when you're praying the Mass, I've been on this Mass kick, you know. I say it every day. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm um, hoping not to repeat, but um, we'll see. So right after the Lamb of God, the priest prays this prayer quietly and uh, has the option between two prayers, mm-hmm. but doesn't pray this out loud. So a lot of a lot of folks don't know exactly what's being prayed. This isn't a secret, so I'm not revealing anything like weird and mysterious, but um, I think there's, there's something interesting about the options, and then I wanted to reflect on. It's a prayer said quietly. It's not just said in your mind. It should be whispered. Um, you have to say it vocally with hands together. Sotto voce. Sotto voce, with hands together. With so hands you, together. You're not usually, you normally open your hands when you're making a public prayer. You hands together, and then you say one of two things. Yeah. And then, so this is between the Lamb of God, and then the priest says this prayer, then genuflex, and then um, there's an elevation with behold the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's two options. One is this. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this, your most holy body and blood, from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments, and never let me be parted from you. No? Beautiful. We're praying that the body and blood of Jesus free us from all sins and from every evil. Okay? Second, that's the other option. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Okay, so I'll use one or the other. I don't know if you, do you have a preference? No, I usually alternate. Yeah. I like at the end of the first one, you say, and never let me be parted from you. Right. That feels very special, and I love that. It moves me. Um, but I'll use both as well. The thing is, with the second, um, I get intimidated by this thing. Of May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, mm-hmm. but that it gives us healing and protection in mind and body. Right. But just the thought of the possibility that receiving the body and blood of Jesus in the wrong state, I right. suppose, I yeah. think that's the way we talk about it, um, is he condemns us it is like to our detriment Could. and mm-hmm. and um and we're praying of course jesus don't let this be but let it let it help me sure. and there's an admission of a need for um for salvation for mm-hmm. conversion and um and the mercy of god but through your loving mercy be for me for protection of mind and body and a healing remedy the first one doesn't have that line about judgment and condemnation mm-hmm. Like I, you know, here's the there's this possibility that this could go wrong, you know, um, and so I'm I'm just struck by that that kind of reality of the possibility of sacrilege. No, I'm just thinking. Go ahead. Oh, okay, um, and I w- I wanted to um, kind of use that to reflect on the way that the mass. Um, 
it absolves sins. Hmm. It takes away sins sure. and is a remedy for sin. Because we talk about the Eucharist that way. And then I think in practice, a lot of Catholics are like, I have to take care of my sins in the confessional. And right. then I can go to Mass. Mm-hmm. But then, well, what does that mean that the Eucharist takes away our sins and heals us, right? I, I mean, that I'm not sure that I have an, an answer to that. But I think there is something built into the Mass that I want to reflect on um, that helps alleviate our conscience and that fear of going into this, um, receiving the, the body and blood of Jesus in a compromised state. Right. Because right? that's a possibility. We just prayed that, right? Right. Well, in the first prayer, it does say, free me from, uh, free me from all my sins. Uh, the, in the other one, Lord mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I don't yeah, free God, me by this, your most, most holy, holy body, body and blood from all, all my sins, sins and from, from every evil. evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments. So it does say, free me from all my sins. Yeah. So it is saying like that there could still be sin in me, and probably is, and I, w- I want that taken away. The other thing with the second prayer is um, the priest has to, to consume the host in order for the Mass to be valid. True. So it's not a question of, I can go to Mass and not receive. So For any, the priest. Exactly. For anybody else, they can go to Mass and not receive the host, and that's that's okay. Like yeah. that's the reason why you know they can participate in the mass, even you know from a state of perhaps you know sin or in a state of sin. But and they're praying the mass, they're offering the mass. We, yeah, mm-hmm. but the priest has to. So in that, like, say the priest, you know, like is a missionary and has committed a sin and is unable to go to confession then that prayer, in a sense, is his desire to be absolved from his sin, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in the Byzantine rite, it's, it, they actually do it communally, you know? Um, this prayer, or something like it? Something like it, yeah. It's, it's a much longer prayer, but it's like, like, I, unworthy and a sinner, like, approach the, the holy altar to receive your life-saving mystery of body and blood, and, you know, I will not betray you as Judas did, uh, but I ask you to receive me to your uh, to your altar this day. Uh, so it is a kind of communal uh, confession of our our need uh, for Christ, and we don't approach this altar with um, total confidence without you saying, "Come." And that's when you say, "Behold!" You know, yeah. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Well, and I. Uh, Part of this uh, this topic is going to be how, uh, demonstrating or pointing out how we have a communal expression of this, and it's repeated throughout the Mass. Hmm. So there are these various ways that um, we're, we're making these acts of contrition throughout Mass. It's not just the priest at this moment um, with Soto Voce, mm-hmm. you know, saying quietly, praying quietly, but the whole community is throughout the Mass asking for healing and forgiveness, and receiving that, okay? So you can think the first example is the penitential rite. So before we start anything, you know, uh, Jesus said, what is, yeah, before you come to the altar and offer your sacrifice, make peace with your brother. Right. Right? Um, So 
the very beginning of Mass is let us call to mind our sins and ask, um, acknowledge our sins and prepare ourselves, right? To receive these sacred mysteries. And we make an act of contrition. I have sinned through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. A communal confession of sin. That's right. So everybody there... individual, though. We all say it, but we say, I confess. Yeah. I have sinned. Yeah, and we say it together. Just like we say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, right? right? And um, and then the the priest prays a prayer of absolution. So at some in in some way, there is a significant forgiveness of sins and absolution Ooh. that happens there. Ooh. We talk about how yeah, a good act of contrition takes away venial sin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got into a fight. I got into a fight with a professor at the University of Illinois about this. And it did not go well for me. So, ah, see, I, I brought it up to the right guy. Just got to be careful. So, um, that's a good question. Well, what's the nature of the fight? Whether, I mean, has your mind changed? I don't know. Whether don't or not. not that prayer is actually a prayer of absolution and takes away takes away sins in that moment. Did you resolve anything? Well, you were going to say. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have to think about it. So are you saying, are you saying that since, since we're making a act of contrition together as a community, that, um, the moment of grace in that moment is that we are, uh, absolved from our sin, our venial sin? Well, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I'm just pointing out that this means something. Yes. You know, we're doing something and it doesn't end with us just confessing. But it, it does it, and it and and it does have this it has this element of of Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Yes. And then there's a response. And in the in the prayer of the mass, you have the priest standing in the position of Jesus and responding to the body and this um, and he himself, the priest, is confessing his sins. But there's this dialogue with the people that that prayer, you know, I I think does. I, it, it's may Almighty God may. have mercy on us. Right. So it's not I absolve you of your sins. Right. The way that confession is. Right. So the way I had it in my mind, and this is where you know the the poor professor. I was such a arrogant jerk <laughs> at that time. I don't um, believe it. But like. Uh, what my thought was, he's saying, may Almighty God do this, uh-huh. and but then the moment that we know that our venial sins are forgiven at Mass are when we receive the Eucharist, because okay. the Eucharist uh, takes away sins, venial yeah. sins, not mortal sins, but venial sins. So... Uh, it, that's actually the moment, the sacramental moment. But we mean, where, in, in that case, you're not talking about the Mass as the Eucharist. You're talking about the body and blood of Jesus receiving... Yes, the, the sacramental moment of receiving the, the Eucharist, one of the effects is that it takes away sins. So then the question is, are we... Because my thought, in, I mean, this is, this is not theology. This yeah, we're is just not, you know, dogma or whatever. But like... At Mass, we are presenting ourselves to God, and in that moment, we are presenting ourselves to God, uh, imploring His mercy. So we are being received as sinners at that moment, and 
and then the priest is reminding us, you know, may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. That that made this actually happen. But he's not saying it does happen at that moment. Whereas, well, the rubric says, yes, the absolution by the priest follows. Yes. So I, I don't know. I think it's that, there's that, a nuance. I know that's there's what a nuance. There's a nuance. So I'm not sure. I can't tell you like you know strictly speaking this is how this is how this works i don't maybe we need to talk to a liturgist or a moral but theologian here, here's or, the question though i mean like we also called the our, the prayer in between the our father um and the sign of peace the embolism so i mean what does the word mean you know like are you actually having an embolism at that time what, what does that it? mean? I actually don't know. Well, I mean, it's like gathering together, you know. Oh, like, okay. So, um, so I mean, is the does the absolution in that in that um, moment mean the same thing that we mean in the other times as absolution? I don't know. Yeah, and maybe it means like um, taking away. You're admitting that you're. Um, you, you're not. Uh, you don't have the the dignity, or, or there's something beyond us yeah. that um, we shouldn't be approaching the altar. And the priest is saying it's okay. Yes, you can come. So here's the question, and this is what I kind of think I fired back, maybe in that one or in another conversation. What if somebody comes to mass and just comes for the first part? You know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Lord be with you, also with you, brothers oh, and sisters. Okay. Let us acknowledge your sins. And then they only stay through, may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Are there venial sins forgiven? Oh, man, it feels like splitting hairs. Right. To I, me. I don't know. It feels like, okay. So, anyway, that's... Somebody's written on so, this. I think it's worth um, preparing for Mass, thinking on the sins. Not in a way of like, I feel I need to feel guilty all the time, or here's my list of you know, recurring sins, that kind of thing. I think it's helpful for a Catholic to, um, or any Christian, I suppose, to reflect on patterns of sins in our life or characteristic sins. Not just sin like, okay, these are the, the particular things that I did, but also here's my tendency. This is what I need healing of. Mm-hmm. I, for example, struggle with resentment. And even if I don't act out in it, where I confess those sins, I still want healing for that because I tend sure. toward this thing and yeah. it bothers me, you know, there's, and there's various things that are particular to particular people. And I think preparing that stuff can help with the healing. Yeah. You know, I'm presenting this, this is what I need to prepare. This is what I need to bring into the mass um, and asking for healing for, Right. Do you know how long the archbishop has recommended everyone wait after the priest says, let us call to mind our sins? He's 12 given, hours. He's given a specific... Really? Oh, now I'm embarrassed. I feel like a bad Obedience. Son. That's it. What how is many, it? I mean, how many would you say? Uh, the length of a um, an Our Father, or the song Happy Birthday. Something it's like 30 that. seconds that you should wash your hands. Oh, my gosh. He's not saying 30 seconds. He said at least eight seconds, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's what he said. Well, I try to pause, but I do think it's kind of like you're on the spot, and it's like, well, what am I supposed to be? Yeah, but I find... I, that's can, why I say... You can you tell when a guy goes too quick. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Like, let us call to mind our sins. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have, It's like, I didn't even... I couldn't even think of what I did five minutes ago. Right. But if you give enough time, like, it really does, like... 
Yeah. If even like one percolates or a couple of them, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So we're asking for God's mercy and we receive some expression of God's mercy in the prayer of the absolution. Okay. Then in the Gloria, um, Mm. several times we ask for the Lord to have mercy on us. Yes. And, uh, and we name Jesus and, um, Particularly, Jesus is the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins. Have mercy on us. You are the Son of God. Um, you are seated at the right hand of the Father as judge. We don't say as judge, but have mercy on us. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, there's these repeated pleas for mercy. And in the, in the Gospels, mercy, asking for mercy, crying out for mercy, is at once a, an admission of guilt, to, and you're crying out to the judge. Don't look at my guilt, but um, do something that's not just and help me. Sure. You know, save me from the just punishment or whatever. So, Lord, have mercy. It's also a plea for healing. You know, the, the blind person says this. They're not saying, I'm corrupt. They're saying, I'm blind. Have I need help. Me, right? Help me. Yeah, have pity on me. So, there's these expressions of, Lord, have mercy, that um, are a, a, just a regular cry throughout the... Um, throughout the Mass. Okay? So, the glory has got it. I'd forgotten about that one. Then you get to the Gospel, and after the Gospel, what does the priest pray? Do the words of the Gospel, may our sins be wiped away. Yes. Per Evangelia dicta, deliantur nostra delicta. Right? May our sins be wiped away. There's something about the proclamation of the Gospel itself yeah. is taking away our sins. Sure. It's healing us. It's forgiving us. Hmm. It's... Um, that's what the priest saving our soul. That's what the priest or deacon says privately uh, after he reverences the um, the gospel. Uh, then those are the words that he says. Yeah, say it again. He doesn't say it out loud. Through the words of the gospel, may our sins be wiped away. Yeah, amen. And it's another may they. So it is kind of like another a, absolution, if you will. Well, I don't know. It's it's an announcement um, and it's a prayer of the priest. To God, um, but I also think it's a statement about the power of the gospel, what it does. Once I don't know if I've said this. Um, oh well, you were there. Um, our a very um, revered and holy priest, who is an exorcist, told us that proclaiming the gospel and preaching casts out many more demons than you'd ever expect. Sure, um, it's salvific. You know, yeah. it it. it the, the proclamation of the gospel has power that is um, absolving, I don't know, that word is so tricky, but um, addressing sin. Unbinding. Unbinding. Unbinding, yeah. yeah. And I, I certainly think that's why it's important for you sometimes to ask people to pray for you as a priest for your preaching. Mm. And even like before Mass, like sometimes I'll send my family a little text and just say, hey, I'm, you know, I've got a I've got, you know, a homily that I'm working on. Please pray for that. Nice. And then a few years ago, I actually said, I need to ask you, you know, my parishioners, like, please pray for me, you know, because I'm, I'm the one preaching to you. Not just that I would, you know, have good analogies and funny stories or whatever, but like that there would actually be good salvific preaching done. Yeah, words of grace. But even if, the, even if your local priest is a bad preacher, may the words of the gospel... Wipe right. away your sins. Right. This proclamation isn't just, hey, well, here's a reading or whatever. There's power, spiritual power. There's grace that is communicated power. 
in this proclamation of the of the gospel, mm-hmm. and we we say in a it, that it's revered in um, I don't know how do you say parallel or um, with the Eucharist that the Word of God has this privileged place that's on in the liturgy it's on a, s- a similar level. I, I mean they're different things, but um, they're to be revered equally, and they have they both have a power. Now we don't. In moral theology, we don't talk about the gospel and the gospel proclamation the same way about the Eucharist taking away sins, right? right. But there is something in that prayer that is um, addressing this you know, kind of question, preparing us for something. Right. Um, okay, then this will be a little more controversial. We get to Lamb of God, and we say, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us, right? We say, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. And I've mused on uh, the possibility that this is very intentional in the Mass just before we're, we're receiving the Eucharist. We're not asking for mercy anymore. Um, it ends with this whole litany of mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord, mercy, Lord. Ends with... Wow. Grant us peace. Right. I'm not going to figure everything out. It's not all going to come together. I might not be, um, I don't know, like perfectly content with myself or Mm -hmm. satisfied. I might still feel restless. I might feel troubled or anxious about this um, extraordinary, powerful thing. Uh, But we're praying, grant me peace. You know? Right. I'm working on it. Yeah. You know? Is that fair to say? I don't know that. I think it's great. I mean, because I mean, I don't know if you're going to go into this, but like even the even the way that the response is broken up, that you know the people, you know, say like the priest kind of acknowledges we're still sinful. You know, behold the Lamb of God, behold Him who takes away the sins of the world. But then the second half is blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, the peace is turns into blessing. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. And then the first part of the response is, Lord, I am not worthy. Yeah but I shall be healed. Yeah. You know, um, that's beautiful. I, yeah. I'll the, have to think about that. So the, lit- the peace, the litany ends, mercy, 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 Lord, throughout the, the mass. And you're ready, you know, you're not worthy, but you're blessed and you're ready. And then at the end of the mass, we're not saying, Lord, have mercy on me. True. Like, well, I, I gotta be, no. Unless saying, you're Byzantine. Go in peace, go and proclaim right. the gospel. Sure. Um, this is it. You're ready. You know, go and do it. Um, somehow there has been this powerful um, conversion throughout the mass. There's been this addressing of our sins and the underlying um, evils that plague us, and in particular ways and in communal ways. And we're um, we're hmm. prepared by the mass, by the penitential rite, by the gospel, by the the prayers for mercy and uh, the sacrifice of Jesus that's happened before us to um, to receive and to receive with a clear conscience. Um, the Hebrews says, um, "With confidence, approach the throne of grace." You know, don't you don't have to be afraid with blood with the blood sprinkled for the sake of a clean conscience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't I don't say this. This isn't like well, don't go to confession. But I do, as a confessor, I do have concerns at times 
that people are really plagued with the sense that unless they do this, right? And I think sometimes that they need over-the-counter medication, and they're asking for the the chemotherapy, and um, and the church has ways of addressing sin, um, both particular sins and then those deeper mm-hmm. patterns and movements. Yeah. That reg- regular attendance of mass, praying the mass regularly, is is healing, is is profoundly therapeutic for, and um, and so the priest going in saying, "Lord, I I I want you to have mercy, and uh, I don't want this to be toward my condemnation," um, knows the mercy of God, and I think every every Catholic in the pews should know. You know, when you cry out for mercy from God, He answers, and that's the saving reality of of Christ, right? He's come to take away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. He came to call sinners, and here we are being healed. Here we are being connected with, uh, in union with the Godhead, in this amazing exchange, this share in divine grace. Um, but in a way that we're prepared, we don't have to be fixed all at once. But when you go to Mass, there is this preparation that, um, yeah, happens throughout. And I just wanted to point that out to kind of, I don't know, help people pray the Mass, but also have that peace and that confidence. Yeah. You know? I really appreciate that that idea of, of the mercy that we are beseeching. And then instead of at the end where there's no resolution... We're still begging for mercy, and we don't even know if we've received it. Um, that there is a, sen- a sense of peace, you know, on Israel, peace. You know um, that when you when you finally get to that end, there is union and an invitation. Like I know who you are, you know. Like I mean, I'm calling you. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. You mm-hmm. know, I am not worthy. I mean that that's that's my. That's one of my favorite parts of the Mass, the Domini, Domini non sum dignus, Lord, yeah. I am not worthy. They used to repeat it three different times, you know, I am not worthy, I am not worthy, but only say the word, I am, shall, that I, my soul shall be healed. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there really is peace, because uh, what I find a lot of, in the confession, I would agree with you, that I don't know if people find peace except when the priest pronounces absolution over them and and i just i think that there there should be a moment in the mass where you're finding a similar peace if you're not in major sin yeah so and i like that for me that comes with um lamb of god you take away the sins of the world have mercy on us grant us peace well that's kind of like okay i'm gonna lay down my preoccupations with this stuff Mm -hmm. okay here's the end there's a Thanksgiving. There's Thanksgiving prayers after Mass that the Missal offers. They're just you know possibilities for the priest to pray. Sure. After Mass, and I've taken recently to this prayer of Saint Thomas Aquinas, and a little long. He it is a little long. I'm going to read well it. Well worth it. I'm going to read it. It is a little long, but I think it has this. It holds this beautiful tension um, with kind of. Um, very poetic language and an additional kind of specifics about mm-hmm. the power of the Eucharist. Sure. And um, without without 
abandoning that sense of this is a dangerous thing, you know, to approach the throne of grace. He says, or this is the prayer that Thomas Aquinas offers, translated into English. Thank you. I give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, who have been pleased to nourish me, a sinner, and your unworthy servant, with the precious body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, this through no merits of mine, but due solely to the graciousness of your mercy. And I pray that this Holy Communion may not be for me an offense to be punished, but a saving plea for forgiveness. May it be for me the armor of faith and the shield of goodwill. May it cancel my faults, destroy concupiscence and carnal passion, increase charity and patience, humility and obedience and all the virtues. May it be a firm defense against the snares of all my enemies, both visible and invisible, the complete calming of my impulses, both of the flesh and of the spirit, a firm adherence to you, the one true God, and the joyful completion of my life's course. And I I beseech you to lead me, a sinner, to that banquet beyond all telling, where with your Son and the Holy Spirit you are the true light of your saints, fullness of satisfied desire, eternal gladness, consummate delight, and perfect happiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hmm. So he's aware of uh, the danger, but he says, not be for me an offense to be punished, and then he goes into this long list of what it does Mm -hmm. and what it can do, which is um, profoundly beautiful. Fill you with virtue. Um, Provide, as Paul says in in Ephesians, every heavenly gift, you know, and he just lists and lists and lists. And I think that for me has been very edifying of late, is um, to really see this... um, the outpouring of grace and virtue that comes from um, receiving communion. Um, it's, it's always a very profound experience. And I just saw the folks come into the church with RCIA. Yeah. And they're, they're amazed. But you can see, like, this is so beyond us. It's, it's special, but it's not there just to make us feel good. It has this extraordinary wealth of... Uh, virtue and possibilities of graces, mm-hmm. but it's it's not grace like points. It's grace like very specific ways of healing us and ennobling us and, and elevating us, um, and making us saints. Yeah, and we acknowledge by acknowledging our poverty, like God pours His riches out, and it actually ennobles us. But we return again into like, who am I? Who am I to receive? Mm-hmm. You know, such a great gift. So that's it, man. That's uh, about sin and the mass and mercy and forgiveness, peace. mercy. I like it. That was a good run through. Yeah. That was not what I was expecting. Okay. I, I didn't mean, know. I mean, is that a repeat? No, we've never done that before. Okay, good. But like, you know, normally it's just like, I want to talk about one or two things, but like you had gone through your whole, you know, Roman Missal and you had all the, you know, markers and everything. And so, I mean, well, well played. Right on. I do my prep sometimes. Do we my- had a little extra because we messed up our earlier yeah. recording date. We were we came all the way down here and realized that we didn't have a power cord or a cord that connects from the computer into the. They don't care. The sound mixer <laughs> going into detail. Whatever. The, um, yeah, league. we do have this stuff. Bush now we're league, back. Uh, technical problems. So. All right. Well, God bless you, everybody. We want to give you. What's, we got to give a shout out. Outs? You got to give a shout out to your cooks for tonight. 
Joe Ignowski. Yeah, former Capuchin. Yep. Well, should I say that? I don't know. Yeah, he's out. Okay. He's cool with it. Uh, fantastic um, egg steak scramble. A little spinach there, and there were bell peppers in there. I was accused of not <laughs> appreciating it well enough, so that definite shout-out. An amazing chef. It did look good. It did look good, so... Um, and then shout, shout out, out to uh, Father Chris Considine. Yep, Father, Father CJ Mast. Father Chris got us prepped for our first topic that we did on congregation and uh, the uh, situation going on in Minneapolis with George Floyd. Um, and then CJ Mast, Father CJ Mast, Father Chris Considine, Father CJ, CJ Mast gave us the power cord that we needed for the computer. Yes, because, thank you. Uh, I forgot that this time, so. Anyways, all is right. You got shout outs? Um, I, I don't know. They're at home. Okay. To all the the, the um, snow cone distributors yes. and razzle makers. Yep. And if I don't know what company. If anybody's got an old uh, shaved ice machine, you know, Father Mike, like you know, requested sandalwood candles, and now he's got and like I got plenty. He's got like fifty of them now. <laughs> um, and uh, if anybody's got an old shaved ice machine, you know, just let us know. You know, happy to pick that Send up. It that way, go ball snow. Craigslist. So. All right, God bless y'all. Um, have a wonderful time um, returning to the mass. Um, this is starting to happen here in Denver. I don't know how it mm-hmm. is around the country. Right. But um, people are thrilled. I'm thrilled for people. It's great to pray with people as a priest and to be back with the flock. And um, I'm just, I'm really happy about that. You know, I, we don't know where things are going to go. I'm, I'm very impressed and um, very grateful for the, um, the patience of, of Catholics, you know, in our parishes. And um, I've been very edified. So um, thank you, and looking looking forward to seeing y'all soon. Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we are way ahead of uh, the curve, because uh, the one on racism is coming out uh, this next week, and then we've got a number of them logged in. So we've been hard at work recording on Tuesday nights for you, and uh, we are looking forward to a little break in July, and then uh, we'll be back in August. So... All right, blessings. Stay cool. Laters. Razzle.